this is how I want it to be every single day. I want to be structuring my day the way I want it to be, you know. I want to set my meetings and be able to go to them and not have to run after 5 p.m. and be there till 8 p.m. Welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle podcast series, a series that is so much more than just a podcast series. This is a movement towards freedom in life and in work, and about taking a lifestyle you know you deserve. I'm your host, Sam, and I have always admired working where you want, when you want, and how you want. Just like my guests, I've found my version of the freedom lifestyle, and I'm sharing all the secrets for how you can too. The freedom lifestyle looks different for everyone. What's your free? It's episode 16, and today we're spicing things up. You're not just meeting one fabulous girl boss, you're about to meet eight. That's right, I interviewed all of these women back-to-back live at the Girl Boss 4.0 Toronto meetup at Make Lemonade just two weeks ago. Their stories are short, and they're sweet, and they'll totally leave you wanting more. Each of these ladies leads totally different businesses and totally different lifestyles. All of these girl bosses, though, know their definition of free and are working towards it every day. Facebook groups like Girl Boss Toronto or Mine for the Freedom Lifestyle are incredible ways to connect with other women, and from my experience, these women in these groups, they are totally keen on supporting you and achieving your version of the freedom lifestyle. Despite all the negative headlines around social media these days, Facebook groups can be excellent places to share your work, ask for help, and build your freedom. I hope to see you online. Before we hop into this episode, though, I want to give a quick shout out to our podcast partner, Fiverr.com. Fiverr is the world's largest marketplace for freelance services, starting at just $5 per job. Next week on June 5th, they're hosting a free event on entrepreneurship in Toronto, and I will be there. Visit my website, whatsyourfree.com, to save your seat. Now, it's time to meet the girl bosses of Toronto. Claire, thanks for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. It's very exciting. It's your first podcast. It's my very first podcast. That's a coveted spot I'm taking. Yes, I'm I'm such a podcast junkie, so I'm super excited to be on one finally. <laughs> so cool. Amazing. So let's start with your 30-second elevator pitch <laughs> in two to three sentences. Tell me a bit about why you're a girl boss and what you do. So right now what I do is I'm a brand designer and specialist. So I work with small businesses and entrepreneurs on branding strategies. Amazing. And how long have you been living this lifestyle? Three weeks now. So yeah, it's been, it's really fresh, really new. Every day is a new lesson, but also extremely exciting. So totally. So we're taping this podcast live tonight from the Girl Boss Toronto Meetup. Mm-hmm. How have you used Facebook groups? Yeah, so Facebook groups have helped me a ton. Basically, I made the decision uh, earlier on in November, basically, that I wanted to do my own thing. I wanted to do something on my own, whether that was designing or starting my own business or freelancing or whatever. I just knew I needed to make a change. So what I started doing was just 
finding these different Facebook groups and different communities throughout Toronto. Um, I think Toronto is such a great city to be an entrepreneur, especially a female entrepreneur. There are so many amazing resources and communities and events that you can go out to like every single night. Um, I started going to workshops basically at Make Lemonade and just meeting people and then joining the Facebook groups and voila. So how important is networking for the type of work that you're doing as an entrepreneur? Extremely important. Um, so I run a service-based company. So every every person that I meet, basically I look at that as an opportunity for myself and for my business. Smart. Um, so every person you meet, you see a potential opportunity. Yeah. Even like grandparents? Anyone. <laughs> even not And not even just like, I don't mean as a, as a business opportunity even, but just as a learning opportunity as well. I, mm, I, think, I like that. Yeah, my favorite thing is, uh, I think the reason why I've decided to do branding and kind of focus on that with my business is because I've always been so obsessed with just listening to stories. Does networking come naturally for you? So I would say that I'm definitely an introvert. I'm like crazy homebody. There's nothing I'd rather do than just go home and like work on something for hours or just cuddle up with my dog. It's sometimes hard to get me out of the house. And so I would say, yeah, definitely does not come naturally. Um, when I first started doing it, it was like a lot of being nervous, going to the events, um, a lot of like self-doubt. I think like people go through imposter syndrome as well when they're first starting out with something, what, like trying to figure out if they're good at it or not, or if someone's actually gonna be interested in what they're saying. So it definitely does not come naturally for me, but I would say that it's easier each time that I do it. Yeah. And any tips? What are your top networking tips? I would say n nail down your elevator pitch and practice it on as many people as possible, especially before you go to these networking events. Just practice it on like your parents, for example, or your sister or a friend or someone that you meet or just try to explain your business to as many people as possible. I would say in the in the very beginning, you'll realize different things about your pitches or how you're selling things that you can change and improve for next time. Some pitches work on some people and some don't work on other people. And there's always a different way that you can like redirect that. Who do you think is best suited for being an entrepreneur, for being a girl boss, or for living this freedom lifestyle? So I would say that anyone can really live the freedom lifestyle if they really want it and they really want to set their mind to it and they're willing to kind of make that jump and take a risk and, and work really hard and hustle to get there. I think in the beginning you have to be able to kind of sacrifice a couple of things. Financials can be a sacrifice. Um, sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice your personal life. That has been one thing for me. Going back to a nine to five job is not something I'm ready to do anytime soon. So I'm hoping that I can sustain this as long as possible. And, awesome. Uh, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks so much, Claire. That Thank was easy. You. Thank thanks you. Thanks so much. Roberta, so excited to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for joining me in this like live chaos. This is going to be so much fun. So excited to be here and so excited to be at the Girl Boss event. Totally. So let's start with your elevator pitch. In a few sentences, tell me how you're Girl Boss and what you're doing. Sure. So I run two businesses. They're both clothing lines with a cause. La Petite Ecolière, uh, say that 10 times fast. Started off as a girls wear line all about education. So we give back for every 10 shirts that we sell. We donate school essentials and meal programs to a girl in a developing country. I started another line taking everything I learned from that experience and it's called Consent, K-O-N-S-N-T. And uh, it stems from a per personal experience with sexual assault. And I'm 
just trying to raise awareness around consent culture and answer questions like what is consent while also giving back to charity. So right now we're giving back to Canada's women's shelters. So admirable and great pitch, by the way. Thank you. (laughs) So you come to a lot of networking events. That's how we have met, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we met at the Go Sponsor Her event (laughs) back in October. (laughs) And does networking come naturally for you? Networking comes pretty naturally to me, but I find myself at a lot of networking events, I connect really well with one or two people. And I prefer that quality over quantity. So I see people who come to networking events and hand out their 15% promo flyer and walk away. And I don't find that to be personally too effective. I'd much rather make one or two really good connections. How does the term freedom lifestyle resonate with you? And what is your version of free? striving toward it. (laughs) I'm not quite there yet. Uh, Sam knows I work full-time at the Ontario Science Center right now. While running two fashion brands. Yeah, so I do my nine-to-five and I am very lucky that my nine-to-five is purely a nine-to-five. It's not a nine-to-seven, it's a government union job so I can leave and have the rest of the evening to work on my business. So what I'm working toward with my freedom lifestyle is to not be working full-time and to be working full-time on my businesses and have the freedom to choose the projects that I want, the people that I want to work with, the people that I want to surround myself with at work, and uh, to go after things that I really want to go after versus things that I'm being told to. Since you haven't done the full transition to freedom lifestyle, what is your biggest fear holding you back from being a full-time entrepreneur? Financial. The way I started my first business was very capital heavy and I learned a lot about cash flow through that experience. So having to put really large orders on my credit card, which was not a good decision, but that might not be paid back immediately or even in six months. Right now I'm really working on paying down my debt and while I pay down my debt, I'm trying to get um, the e-commerce side of things really rolling. So I'm moving my business onto a more print-on-demand style, which means that uh, people order a shirt, I don't hold the inventory, and the shirt gets shipped out magically by someone who's specialized in fulfillment. And I get to focus on building the parts of the business that I'm really good at, which are the branding, the influencer outreach, etc. And then all you see is positive cash flow in that scenario as well. So trying to build up the business while I take down my debt. Okay, last question. What is your favorite part about the girl boss community that Macy has built? The dog meetups. <laughs> Did you go to it? No, I haven't been to one, but oh. I, I really want to. No, I think I think it's really cool to just um, a lot of events that I go to are heavy on the speakers and heavy on people telling their personal story. And I find that the networking aspect is something that I always wish that there was more of. So it's nice to go to an event where you're just networking and just talking to other women and it's a supportive community. So, and another thing I love actually about both your Facebook groups is the lack of rules because so many of the Facebook online communities, it's like, oh, you can only promote your business on Tuesday from seven to eight Eastern. And the rest of the time, you're not allowed to engage in that way. And what I love about Sam and Macy's community is that you can just go on and post what you want when you want it. And You don't have to worry about those silly rules. (laughs) Those are so wild. I know when I first started and trying to promote my podcast strategy, I would have like calendar, like notifications, like post in this Facebook group at this time. Like that's nuts. Yeah, I agree. That is not freedom lifestyle. That is not free. It's not freedom. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Well, I know you're here to network, so I'll let you get back in there. Thank you so much. This was so overdue and I really appreciate it. Thank you, Sam. Alicia, welcome to the Freedom Lifestyle Podcast. Thanks for coming. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. It's overdue. 
Oh my goodness. Well, I've listened to, uh, like, I love your podcast. It's actually been really helpful for me to be listening to all of these entrepreneurs and their journey and just making me feel more confident in myself. So it's a massive help. I love it. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. So let's start with kind of your elevator pitch, a couple sentences about what you do and maybe how long you've been on your entrepreneurial journey. So I run Camp Fuel. It's an adult summer camp retreat that happens up north in Muskoka. It's actually coming up June 8th to 10th. And we take over a kid's camp and turn it into our playground. So we get to do all of the camp activities that you would do as a kid, but now as adults. So canoeing, kayaking, archery, high ropes, all that fun stuff. So fun. I know. I can't wait. And then we also are bringing up some amazing fitness instructors from Toronto to head up north and lead us through various fitness classes, everything from yoga-esque classes to boot camp style. So we have a class called Namaste in Bed Yoga, and you get to like hang out in your sleeping bag, roll out of bed into a nice like flow sequence, and then we also have hit hikes, so high intensity interval training while you're hiking through nature. That is so fun. Such a smart idea. Oh my goodness, I, like I can't wait. <laughs> so we're here at the Girl Boss Meetup. How important are things like Facebook groups or meetups like this to you in growing your business? Honestly, it came up recently that this world even existed. I kind of didn't really realize, and I'm because I'm still a new entrepreneur, I didn't realize how amazing this network was that was kind of happening on Facebook. Like, there are all these amazing groups that I can connect with new people, connect with you, connect with so many others, and everybody's lifting each other up and boosting each other forward. So like, there are, I feel like it's a really great time to be a woman, especially when there are groups like Girl Boss where they are all women helping other women and really wanting to help women. So on the point about gender identities as an entrepreneur, do you feel it as an advantage or a disadvantage being a female? Honestly, I haven't been able to tell that yet. I feel like there's going to be a point where I'm talking to somebody and I go, oh, that's what they're talking about. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and because I used to work in television production. So that industry has a lot of women in it. So I didn't in, until I started recently looking up different companies uh, that I could maybe collaborate with. Did I start to realize, oh, all of these people on this page are men. And then I was like, OK, now I see what everybody's talking about, but I haven't experienced it. I'm it, I'm sure it will come. Does networking come naturally for you? No. No. I am, I have social anxiety, so chatting with people and being in these networking situations is very uncomfortable for me. So I'm working through it as best I can and meeting as many people and really psyching myself up, getting excited, listening to positive music before I head into one of these events. But it's a challenge for me to just jump out of my comfort zone and just start talking to a stranger. Hmm, positive music before a networking event. Did you do that tonight? I did, yeah. What kind of music? Uh, just like crazy pump up, like house music, which I don't even really listen to, but it was on like <laughs> my like release radar. And I was like, ooh, I'm loving this. So how does the term freedom lifestyle resonate with you? What does it mean when you hear it now that you've binged my podcast? Now that I've binged. So I, I love the idea that you can work wherever you want. But my thing is, I'm no longer wishing my life away. I used to wish that Friday would come when it was Monday. I used to wish that the end of a contract would come when I was working in television. And now I'm like, no, I, I need this day. I'm enjoying this day. I need, like, I have to work towards what's coming up. And I'm excited about what I'm doing in that moment. And I'm not hoping, like, oh, I can't wait till Friday. I can't wait till Friday. Do you consider yourself unemployable now? Could you go back? 
See, it's, that's one of those things where it's like, well, I don't want to say that I can't go back. I think I could, but I also think it would be wildly different. Like, everything just feels different now that going back would be a big challenge. I did say when I left that I was giving myself a year, and it hasn't been a year yet. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, a little mini episode today. Thank you so much for having me. Priyalini, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. It's great to be here, Sam. I'm so glad. And this is our first time meeting in person. So I'm so glad you reached out about doing the live interview at the Girl Boss event. I'm very excited and looking forward to it. Is this your first Girl Boss meetup? Yes, it is. Yeah, I couldn't make it to the last one. Okay. But I'm excited to be here. Everyone seems very nice. Definitely. So let's start with your elevator pitch. In a couple sentences, let us know a little bit about you and how the Girl Boss kind of mindset resonates with you. My name is Priyalini. I, I own an event management business called Premade Event. Um, I plan events, um, anything from personal celebrations to small business launches, conferences, charity events, things like that. And I want to do events that with the purpose. So when people come to the events, I want them to take something back, not just, you know, come, drink, party, and go home. And this is a side hustle for you, right? You work as a banker for a nine-to-five? Yes. At the moment, it is a side hustle, yes. (laughs) I have a full-time job. It keeps me going. (laughs) Helps me pay the bills. (laughs) Definitely. And, um, yeah, hopefully um, soon enough, I'll be able to do this full-time. What's your biggest fear in transitioning to being an entrepreneur full-time? What if I don't make it? (laughs) I think that's the biggest um, fear. I mean, it's been for a while. Um, That's why I was holding it back for so long. But now I'm trying to push through it because you know what? Really, it's not. I don't want to go through life and be 60 and then be like, oh, I should have done it. And I also, again, freedom lifestyle. So I want to be able to do things at my own time. Like I'm not afraid to work 24 hours a day, but I want to be able to take a day off at my own term you know go to a doctor's appointment or spend some time with my family and friends things like that so that's what pushes me so you're a female I identify as female we're at the girl boss event do you see that as an advantage or a disadvantage being an entrepreneur I think it depends on where you are and what aspects so for example like I think as a female entrepreneur we have a great support system um from other females like I found once I started there is like I mean there are ups and downs but there are other women who are willing to support but at the same time there are certain places when I go I feel not hurt my voice is not hurt as much so people don't take me as serious because I'm a woman or somebody else gets uh, better I guess it's also be you being more confident I find in general males are more confident and believe like when they talk they talk with I don't know like they talk conviction conviction exactly that's what I was looking for so I think that's what it is which is also what's something I'm working on because believe in yourself then whenever whatever idea you're selling it kind of automatically captivates okay last question what's your favorite thing about the girl boss community that Macy has built definitely the support system it's great to know that there's and the resources there's so many women out there there's so many different things and it's great to have that resource at hand, especially when you are starting up. You know, even like I saw a few posts that people post, oh, like, you know, I'm not sure this is what I'm thinking about. What do you guys think? And there's a lot of feedback. So it's great to have. Awesome. Okay, those are all the questions I have. We're here to network, so I'm going to let you get back in there. Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to chat with me and share your story. It's awesome. Thank you for having me. Okay. Nice meeting you. Bye. Bye. And thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi. 
that's overdue. We met a little while ago and we were like, you gotta get on an episode. I remember hearing your accent and I was like, you have the perfect voice for a podcast. Yes, I remember when we <laughs> met, we were talking about that and it was just like, oh my God, it would be so excited. And I really wanted to get on a podcast with you. Well, there we go. Now we're here today. We're here at the Girl Boss Meetup. So I want to start with your elevator pitch. In a couple sentences, tell us who you are and why you're a girl boss. Okay. So my name is Anne Flamand and I run a marketing agency called The Indie Strategy. Started last year and I'm entering my second year of business now. It's a holistic marketing agency that deals with social media, content, digital, and that really implements everything campaign on multi-channel level so that the experience and the engagement with the community of a brand is really holistic and consistent across channels. Lovely. And how long have you been doing this? So I've been doing marketing for about 15 years now, and I started my company last year. Okay, so you've been an entrepreneur for only a year. Yeah, just entering the past one-year mark. Yeah. Amazing. Are you going to celebrate on the one-year mark? I actually did. It was April 1st. <laughs> April Fool's Day? Yeah, April 1st, and it's not April Fool's. <laughs> this is real. I've been an entrepreneur for a year, and I'm still going. Well, exactly. Well, congratulations. Yes. Thank so you. when you were transitioning from, I imagine you worked in corporate or a nine to five within the marketing realm, what were your fears kind of transitioning to be an entrepreneur and how did you overcome them? So I think that there's a big theme about the imposter syndrome. And even though I already had over 10 years of experience, I was always feeling like it's not the right moment. I can't do sales. I can't pitch myself. I'm bad at networking. So all of those negative voice and scenarios that you have in your head and that feed into that kind of like imposter syndrome, <laughs> which are not true. <laughs> so it was really getting out of there, out of those like little voices and just like take the leap and jump and do it. And maybe it's going to work out and trust that what is meant to be is going to happen and it's going to be great and it's going to be a roller coaster ride. But what a ride. <laughs> Has it been a roller coaster? Definitely. <laughs> yeah. In what ways? So when you leap from like a steady paycheck to freelancer work, it's like you have to do five jobs at a time in the time frame that you have in a week. So you do your content, you do bookkeeper, you the administrative assistant, you manage your calendar, you're doing the networking, you're doing the sales pitch, you're doing the business development, you're doing your marketing, and then you also need to do the work for your clients. So it's really organizing and making sure that not only do you have time to execute on the work, but also have time to like build your pipeline and be consistent in getting new leads in. What are some of your best networking tips? Be yourself. Don't try to talk to everybody. Pick a couple of people and build real relationships. Don't try to be someone you're not. I will be very careful with what I'm going to say and take it with a grain of salt because I know it's a bit controversial. <laughs> don't fake it until you make it to the point where you don't know what it is that you're doing. Like, be careful into okay, I need to appear bigger than I am and I need to like look like I know what I'm doing. But at the same time, stay true to yourself because you're not going to be able to build genuine relationships and long-term relationship with clients or with collaborators or even regular friendships that you need in your business that support as an entrepreneur if you don't 
if you're not completely authentic and genuine with where you're at. Do you consider yourself unemployable now? Could you go back to working a nine to five in marketing or are you an entrepreneur for life? I think I'm an entrepreneur for life. I, I was always not fitting in the corporate world, but I didn't know what really to do in myself until I had built that like backbone of like experience and knowledge. And now I'm just like, I was shackled. I wasn't doing my best job. I wasn't expected to do my best job. And for me, doing my best work and collaborating and not being sucked into the politics is essential to my creative process. So I don't think I will ever go back, except if I really don't have a choice <laughs> financially. But even then, I think I would rather wait tables. <laughs> to Heck be yeah. Love it. Love that freedom lifestyle. Well, thank you so much for joining me on this mini episode, Anne. It's been great to have your insights. Thank you so much for organizing and thank you so much for like giving a platform for people to build on the freedom lifestyle and to share their experience and their fear and their doubt so that we know we're not alone because that's very important. We're not alone in the freedom lifestyle. No, we're not. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Anne. Bye. Thank you. Haley, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's so great to meet you. This is our first time meeting. So nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. How long have you been part of the Girl Boss community? Is this your first event? Yes, it is my first event. Super excited to be here. It's really fun meeting a lot of great women. And uh, yeah, it's great. And you're a member at Make Lemonade, right? Where we're taping this episode? I am, yes. How long have you been a member here? Mm, great question. Just before December, I hosted a pop-up here, and it was great just meeting a lot of amazing women, and uh, it's a great community. Pop-up? That's a great transition to my next question. So why don't you start with a little bit of an elevator pitch and a couple sentences. Tell us about what you do and your mm -hmm. business and how you're a girl boss. Great. I'll tell you about my business first. So I make custom jewelry. Everything is handmade by myself in my Toronto studio. Um, I started learning how to make jewelry when I au paired in Italy in 2008. Really fun. Didn't make a lot of money. Learned uh, in the women's studio in the basement, just played around, had a younger flair, built pieces for these high-end wealthy women, and it kind of transpired from there. I went to university and then started taking it seriously four years ago. It's really fun. It's wonderful to create pieces that bring people together, bridal, that sort of thing. I love it. So cool. Did you go to Italy to learn how to make jewelry, or did that kind of just happen? Yeah, it just happened. And uh, my sister had done it in Germany, and I decided I wanted to travel, so I went to Italy just for fun and the experience, and then got a, got a beautiful skill out of it. Do you have any, like, girl boss inspiration? Yes, I'm really into Nasty Gal. Totally. Obviously, we totally. all read that book. It's just, even when I go on and I'm just staring at what they're doing and what they're putting out there, they're just fearlessly themselves and it's beautiful and the fashion is incredible and I just want to be them. And Definitely. they don't apologize for being who they are. Totally. So that would be one. What do you think are the hardest parts about being a girl boss and having mm -hmm. an e-commerce store and, you know, mm -hmm. a jewelry line? Everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> believing in yourself, I guess, and just kind of getting started and continuing to go forward and continue to believe in yourself. There are things that are very difficult and you need to move forward, you know, but again, if you're passionate about something and you believe in yourself, then you're going to succeed and you just have to keep moving forward. And are your parents entrepreneurs or where do you think you got the spirit from? My mom started an aerobic studio back in the day and my dad also was into uh, park planning, which is pretty random, and then he ended up getting to 
uh, financial planning. Um, I think they always, like my dad was a business guy and my mom has an interesting flair. And so I got a bit of both of those worlds, hence Haley Jane. Totally. It's a great mm-hmm. brand name. What yeah. did your parents think when you said, I'm not going to go the corporate route. I'm going to bring my jewelries line to the masses mm-hmm. and try to make it as an entrepreneur. Jane's always been super supportive. Uh, my father passed away a few years ago, so that was really hard and sad. And so every day I just try to make him proud. And I think I'm doing that and it's great. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's super proud of you. Your stuff is so nice. And Thanks. it's so great that you donated something to the Girl Boss mm-hmm. Meetup here tonight. I got to yeah. see some of it in action. Yeah. Does ne- networking come naturally for you? Yes and no. I was always the person who put my hand up first as tribute when I was younger and said, yeah, me, me, me. And then that kind of faded a little bit. And I think the confidence comes back when you're passionate about what you do. So, so true. Bringing yourself back to these events and and doing something that you're passionate about is going to come more naturally. So continue to do that and, and you'll see success. Amazing. So a question I like to ask everybody on my podcast is, do you see yourself as someone who's unemployable now? Could you go back to working for someone else now that you have the freedom lifestyle and you're an entrepreneur? I guess the answer is no. I don't take it out of the equation totally because I could work for another girl boss, right? And I think the generation is moving in such a way that it's all entrepreneurs. And so that would be exciting to me as long as I'm working with someone who also inspires my creativity. Because if you feel trapped, that's not fun. I didn't feel like I could pursue my creative abilities before and I felt like I wasn't living my fullest potential. And now I feel excited and happy to go to work, quote unquote. Awesome. Thank you so much, Haley. It's been so great getting to know you. I'm so glad you reached out. And you said the website's dropping in May? Correct. Amazing. If everything goes well, if it happens to be June, so be it. Yeah. As long as it looks great. Totally. Absolutely. It's coming. Okay. (laughs) Honestly, maybe you'll create more hype for it because people will want it more. Exactly. That's a strategy. Girl. Awesome. Thank you so much, Haley. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Nikki, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. You are like episode or interview number eight or nine today, so thank you so much. Honored to be here. (laughs) Are you having a good time at the event tonight? I'm having a great time. I love this space. Yeah. It's It's so beautiful in here. Is it your first time at Make Lemonade? It's my second time here. Okay. My second networking event at Make Lemonade. And it's just, I'm so excited to come back. Is it your first girl boss meetup or have you been part of this community for a bit? No, it was my first girl boss meetup. Cool. Well, let's start with your elevator pitch. So why don't you, in a couple sentences, tell me a little bit about your businesses, who you are, and why you're a girl boss. Sure. Uh, My name is Nikki Iskander. I am a registered massage therapist and a certified shiatsu therapist. I run a women-focused, women-only massage studio out of my Century Home in Parkdale. It's a body-positive, trans-friendly studio for busy women in the West End. I want to go into the fact that you're focusing on women because as someone who's doing a podcast focused on women, I get a lot of feedback on like, why are you focusing on one gender? Everybody wants the freedom lifestyle. Everyone probably wants a massage. How did you decide to do that? Uh, A few reasons. The most obvious one is I live alone. I work from home. Safety concerns around inviting strange men that I I don't know into my home. So I don't do that. I do treat men. I do have a loyal roster of male clients who I adore. And I do accept male clients by referral. Um, So one, one reason why I chose to focus on women was safety. But that has become, that's taken a backseat to my real passion, which is just women supporting women, building women up, 
uh, being a proponent of women putting themselves first, which we're so bad at. So I want to take women who do everything for other people and I want them to let me take care of them. If it's just 60, 60 minutes once a month, 90 minutes I will change your life. Let me take care of you. And you are literally giving every woman at this event tonight a free massage. I that am. is so generous of you and super cool. So that's a good kind of pivot into this event tonight and these communities. How have you benefited from Facebook groups like Girl Boss or meetups like that Macy is putting on? It's it's everything. I've I've only been uh, 100% uh, entrepreneur, self-employed, opened my home practice four months ago. Ooh. So I just kind of opened my door and thought, here I am. <laughs> and, you know, I did get some business, but people weren't exactly banging down my door. So finding these local Facebook groups, specifically female-focused Facebook groups, has been absolutely life-changing. It's everything. So perfect. Does networking come naturally for you? It can be uncomfortable feeling like you're trying to sell yourself without sounding pushy or sleazy but I'm getting better the more I, I do it and the more I meet people who are good at it and the more networking events I attend and I believe in what I do and so I think that just kind of sells itself. I love that. Any tips for someone who knows they need to network to grow their business but maybe they're not as outgoing as you? Yeah I think uh, the biggest tip I would say for somebody who's looking to network is you need to incentivize people so instead of coming at somebody with this is what I want I'm reaching out to you because I want you to give me clients that's not a good approach the better approach is if you're gonna if you're gonna contact somebody offer them something that they want and expect nothing in return when you think about the freedom lifestyle and the movement I'm trying to build how does that term resonate with you freedom is it's everything to me I actually was very close to studying law versus massage, I my backup career was going to be criminal defense, um, which is all about freedom and liberty and justice. So I decided against it. <laughs> I'm, I'm very pleased with the decision that I made, but uh, freedom, it, it's all about autonomy and having control over my time and control over my workspace and control over the population that I serve and the problems that I solve. And that to me is everything. So you said you've been doing this for four months. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Very brave of you. What was that process like moving from having a job to being entrepreneur? What were your fears? How did you get through that? Definitely a lot of fears. I was working two jobs. I was working at a chiropractic clinic and I was also working in a massage studio where I still work. Um, but when I, I dropped the chiropractic clinic to open my own practice, and that was really scary. I didn't know who was going to follow me. I didn't know if anybody was going to have any interest in coming to my house and receiving massage. I didn't know how to market myself. I didn't know, I didn't have a niche. I didn't know who my clients were. It was pretty scary, and I've been working a lot. <laughs> Um, but it's building and word of mouth marketing is everything and I'm getting great feedback and it's been totally worth it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. We're here to network, so I'll let you get back in there. I got one more person to go. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Christina, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast tonight. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You are my last mini interview of the evening. 
Yes, we've made it through the night finally. I know, totally. At first I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to have time. And then I saw you, then I'm like, hey, I'm, I've got one more in me if you got it. So I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. So let's start with a little bit of an elevator pitch. No pressure, but how about you tell us a couple sentences about who you are, what you're doing, and why you're a girl boss. Sure. So I, um, I run a digital and print women's health and wellness magazine. I launched it back in January. It's called Femme Evolve, and it's all about... Um, living a well-balanced life overall. And what that means is uh, managing your stress, um, learning more about personal development, learning about beauty and clean eating, and kind of integrating that into your life. So what we do is we provide actionable steps in all of our articles, and our scientific uh, research actually is is incorporated into the health and wellness aspect. So everything that has to do with health, it's all coming from publications that are already out there. And we break that down for the readers that maybe don't have a science background. Amazing. So do you have a science background? I do. Okay. I just finished my undergrad at Ryerson in medical physics, which is like um, radiation therapy for cancer patients. And right now I'm working part-time at Sunnybrook Hospital. Well, I'm just transitioning into that role. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. And is the goal to be full-time on this project or is this a side hustle for you? Yes, this is full-time for sure. My other job, I quit recently and then the Sunnybrook uh, position just opened up. And in between that time, I've had about three weeks off and I've been working on this full-time, getting everything organized and going. And I'm thinking, wow, this is how I want it to be every single day. I want to be structuring my day the way I want it to be. You know, I want to set my meetings and be able to go to them and not have to run after 5 p.m. and be there till 8 p.m. And it's it's so draining. So now it's kind of like living my life the way I, I want to live it. And I, I really want to get back to that. So my other position with Sunnybrook does end at the end of July. And I'm kind of seeing it as this is like a sign in the universe. So just let it be. So given we're at the girl boss meetup here in Toronto, you identify as a female entrepreneur. I identify as a female entrepreneur. Do you see that as a benefit or a disadvantage? Oh, yeah, a benefit for sure. Um, I think being a girl boss itself and being a female entrepreneur in itself is is such a like a crazy experience with all these highs and lows but in a place like Toronto itself it's like you just you meet so many other women in this community that you can collaborate with that you can network with and I think it's a scary thing being an entrepreneur for sure but you grow so much as a person and that's kind of what the magazine's all about right is evolving but I feel like being an entrepreneur you like I'm I'm only 23 but I feel like I've grown years beyond my age just doing this process within the past year then you would have had you then I would have yeah if I had stuck through doing research full-time I don't think I would have grown in this way at all I'd be in the routine right the nine to five routine so where does this entrepreneurial spirit come from for you is your family entrepreneurs you have a lot of friends that are entrepreneurial so my parents actually were in business this is so funny I saw them going through business like owning businesses for years and I would think wow I never wanted to do that (laughs) because they were never home (laughs) they were like always you know so busy holidays they would have to be there like they they owned their own um they they ran their own gift shops at like different franchises essentially so it wasn't like built from the ground up but it was still so much work because they were running three four locations all throughout Toronto at once and so my childhood was spent between going through different locations and thinking I absolutely this (laughs) and then when I entered university and I looked at my options when it came to when it came to like having a career I was thinking this is not something I want to do because I started this because I have something called endometriosis which is a chronic pain condition and it doesn't make sense to to have that condition and stress myself out the way that a lot of this corporate this corporate jobs are structured right so I kind of want to bring in my own way of doing it now with the way I'm working at home just in the past three weeks if I need to rest I can rest if I need to and then I can work through the night 
if needed. I can't do that when I'm working at 9 a.m., right? I have to be up at like six. Totally. <laughs> so yeah, my parents definitely were the thing that I didn't want to do. And then I somehow ended up <laughs> becoming just like that. You've surrounded yourself with entrepreneurs growing up. You're an entrepreneur yourself. Do you think everyone has what it takes or are there certain characteristics that you think is required to be successful as an entrepreneur? I definitely think there's certain characteristics. Um, ambition is a huge one and you need the drive. I feel like for me, many times I've wanted to give up because I'm like, this is so much more work than just working the nine to five and getting paid salary, right? But the way I see it is like, it's so worth it because every time, like for example, when I had the launch party, we had this amazing turnout of almost a hundred people. Wow, and I you. felt like, wow, I'm like on top of, you know, I'm just like on top of everything. Like I just, I just feel amazing about it. And I feel like, so ambition is a big one. Um, the other thing is just the ability to keep going. Like perseverance is a really huge thing and learning to get up every time you fall down. Because failure is huge when you're an entrepreneur. And I feel like if you don't develop those skills and you don't develop that backbone, it's it's really easy to, to just say, hey, I, I give up. For me, what keeps me going is the fact that I do have this chronic condition and I want to raise awareness. And every time I feel like giving up, it kind of kicks me in the butt and it's like, <laughs> go out there and keep... It's your why. Yeah, it keeps telling me why I need to do it. And so that's, yeah, ambition, perseverance, and like I said, keep getting up. Well, it was so great chatting with you. I loved finishing the night with you. Yeah. You're so well-spoken. I'm so impressed with you, you as a 23-year-old. Thank you so much. I'm always on the other end. So this is a nice change. <laughs> there you go. I don't know how I would do yeah, if the, thanks for having me. the script was flipped. <laughs> That's it for this marathon of an episode. Oh my goodness, I was so exhausted after this. If you follow me on Instagram, I did some Instagram stories about how, thank goodness I'm an extrovert because I I was able to do that just back to back and hearing their stories, it's so inspiring, it's so contagious. It makes me feel so much more confident in what I'm doing because there's so many amazing women around me who are doing it are going after their dreams and want to support me in mine, which is just like, oh, too amazing. Anyway, if you got all the feels while listening to this, I would love for you to share this episode with your network. It helps me find other freedom seekers and support them. I would also love, love, love a review in iTunes. My goal is 100 reviews by the time this season ends in July, and I've got to be getting close. It was like 80 last time, so I would love that. 